Amen. So we are a house of prayer and we are a house of faith. And so that's what I've been dealing with this first part of the year on Wednesdays is a house of faith. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Hebrews chapter 11. Encourage you if you have missed any of these teachings uh, on Wednesday nights or Sundays, make sure you go back and listen to them. Um, <clears throat> one of the things just Annette and I have been big on is is listening to what God's, you know, speaking to this house. And, you know, you can be listening to so many different people, but if this is your church, then, then you should be meditating what's on this, in this house. It's okay to listen to other people. I don't, that's, that's all bonus stuff. But you really need to feed on what's happening in this house. Is that, is that, is that because I'm prideful in myself? No, not at all. I'm, man, not at all. It's just a matter of, of if this is where God's planted you, then you have to meditate on what's happening here. And because that's what's going to, what, that's how you go back and listen to those messages on, on the corporate prayer. Because it, it's, it causes you to step into your promised land. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. says, but without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. So, so far in this year, we've, we've talked about how faith, faith is precious. We've talked about how faith is powerful. We've talked about how faith pleases God. So without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God, he that comes to God must believe that he is. Say he is. He is. So this, this faith in this pleasing God, pleasing God. And coming to God is believing that he is. He. He. It, this, this faith aspect is all about relationship. It's relational, Jeremiah. He. It's not, it's not faith in a what. It's not faith in a what, meaning a process or a denomination. It's not faith in an idea. But it's faith in a person. And so often we ha- try to have faith apart from the person. It's not having faith in our faith. That's right. But it's having faith in God. Amen. And, and, and so often people try to have faith in their ability to quote a scripture or their ability to pray good or their ability to yell louder than someone else or do this or do that. But it's really having faith in God. It's not, about, it's not about how loud you yell, it's about who do you know. It's not about how many scriptures you've memorized, but it's who do you know. It's, it's in a he. It's having faith in a he. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that comes to God must believe that he is. And he is a and he is a rewarder of them that diligently, diligently seek him. So this whole aspect that I've been dealing with on faith so far is is is, is faith is not a movement. It's not a it's not a message. <clears throat> it is a lifestyle. Amen. The just shall live by faith. This is how we live. Matthew 17 says, if I had faith that was living like a mustard seed. And I talked about what living faith is. And living faith is seen 
in trust. How can I tell if my faith is living? It's because trust is there. Trust. Trust. How, how do I know my faith is alive? Because I trust. Trust. The other, other day I was um, trying to remember where we, we were at. We were, uh, my, Brent and I were somewhere and we were waiting, waiting for something. And, and he, he stood. I, I didn't know what, what he was doing. He folded his hands. He standing next to me. And then all of a sudden he folded his hands and he went like three steps in front of me. And I'm like looking this way. And I'm like, what? I was like, where'd he go? And I look, and as I'm looking back, he's falling backwards. And, and I catch him. <laughs> but, but, but I'm like, did he not know I was not paying attention? <laughs> but the point is, is because I'm his father, he, he, he thought I was paying attention. <laughs> and so he just fell backwards. He was doing a trust fall without the person, you know, watching, but pay, paying attention, you know. And, and so I was like, I, I called him. But, but the point was, he just, he just knew that dad's paying attention. I'm here and, and he's, he's going to catch me. (laughs) See, he had, he had faith that was alive. See, you can have belief. You can have faith that, that yeah, he can catch me, but that, that isn't proven until he started falling back. So faith is alive. When is seen in trust. Now let's go to Psalms chapter 9. Psalms chapter 9. And it's interesting how the Holy Spirit has been ministering to me on trust because it's stretched me in, in how I've taught on faith in the past and seeing it a little differently. Because sometimes you can hear a message on faith. Oh, I've heard messages on faith before. I've heard that before. But I love when the Holy Spirit says, you know, the word of God is inexhaustible. Mm-hmm. Amen. And so this thinking with this concept of trust and having faith in a person. Psalms 9, verse 9 says, The Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in times of trouble. And they that know thy name... And they that know thy name, and they that know thy name will, will put their trust in thee. Now, think about that. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, for he that comes to God must believe that he is. So trust has everything to do with the relationship that you have with the he. It's with the he. Now we're looking at the psalm of David and we're in a psalm. Another word for a a psalm is a song. And in in the songs, we're seeing David's heart. We're seeing David's expression of his God. We're, We're seeing the expression of where he's at and what he's believing so what are we seeing here in verse 9? It says, the Lord also will be a refuge for the oppressed. So we can go back and look. This whole psalm is about the praise to the God of deliverance. So this whole psalm is about the God praising the God that delivers. And so here he's saying he, he's a refuge for the oppressed, a refuge in time of trouble, and they that know thy name. Now, see, this is beyond can you say the name Jesus? 
This is beyond, can you say the name Jehovah? This is beyond, can you say the name Elohim? Can you say Hashem? Can you, you know, so, so this is beyond just, can you, can you recite a name? And they that know thy name. See, it's not saying the name, but do you know the name? See, there's a difference in me just saying something and knowing something. See, there's times where I said things, but didn't know what I was saying. See, it's they that know thy name. See, know speaks of personal revelation. It speaks of personal experience. It speaks of, of I've spent time with and know, meaning I've experienced. And because I've experienced it, I'm acquainted with it. I have firsthand information. <clears throat> you know, I, I, can, I can see. I remember going to Yosemite. And in hiking in Yosemite and Annette and I, and we were up there in the mountains and we were at a place called Tioga Pass. And, and so before we went, we, um, before we went, we were, um, we looked, looked at pictures and, and man, the pictures were amazing. And so I could say, well, I know, I know what Tioga Pass looks like. I, I, I know what it looks like. But when I got there. I really got to know what it looks like. <laughs> Pictures do, do not do it justice. I mean, when you're, you're looking at the, the Dome of the Rock and you're looking at those things and, the, the, you know, it, it's like, wow, it's just amazing to see. So now I have, I can say, I know what it looks like. I know what Yosemite, I know what the, the Nevada Falls look like. I know what this looks like. Why? Because I under, because why? I experienced it. So it's not just, it's not just, do I have an idea about God? See, it's, David is saying, they that know thy name. See, name isn't, name speaks of character. Character. I mean, I could, I could throw out some names right now, and, and, and as I say these names, you're either going to say, mm, 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 mm-hmm. No, I, I could say names like, you know, I won't even say names. <laughs> say, say good time. Let's just, no, nah, we won't go there, okay? But you understand what I'm saying, right? Because, because there, there's character. There's, there's a character. There's someone's integrity, there's um, the way someone does things attached to that name. So it's not just I, I know about, I know, it's not just I know who that person is from a distance. No, I know them. I know their characters and I, I know their character in their way. That's why Psalms, I believe it's Psalms 103 where it said, where God revealed himself. To Moses and and it said Moses knew his ways, but Israel just knew his acts. Wow. See, I I, I want to I just don't want to see what God can do. I want to know his ways. I want to know what what how he thinks. I want to know how he does things. I want to know what, what causes him to tick. I I want to know his ways. 
I just don't want to be able to just see the, I, I want to know from the beginning to end who he is. And so that's what the psalmist is saying here. He's saying, saying they that know thy name, what will they do? Put their trust. Put their trust. They that know thy name will put their trust in thee. For thou, Lord, has not forsaken them that seek thee. See, now, now this, he goes on, he takes a step further. He, he, now, he now takes it a step further, and now he speaks of personal experience. He speaks of maybe how things happen in times past in his life. Maybe he's speaking what happened with his fathers or, or with generations before him. Maybe because then he takes it and he says, says this, has not forsaken them that seek thee. Has not forsaken them that seek thee. So here David is consumed with this revelation and this understanding of who his God is. And because he has this revelation, he says, I can trust in him. And not only that, he hasn't forsaken anybody. See, he's talking of God's character. Personal, firsthand revelation. David was a man of faith. He was a man of faith. Go, Go back to Hebrews 11. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hebrews 11. Let's look at verse 32. And this is a David being a man of faith. And what shall I say more? For the time would fail me to tell of Gideon and of Barak and of Samson and of Jephthah. Of David also. And Samuel and of the prophets, who through faith subdued kingdoms, they wrought righteousness, they obtained promises, they stopped the mouths of lions, they quenched the violence of fire, they escaped the edge of the sword. Out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Now think about, think about all that. And he, and he brings up David. David, but what did David, David tell us when, when he talked about deliver, they that know thy name will put their trust in him. See, when you know him, it's about knowing a him. It's him. It's getting hooked up with him. It's having your own vital, personal relationship with the creator. It's having your own vital, personal relationship. With King Jesus. Let's, let's cultivate a relationship with him. Because out of that relationship with him and you know his name, then you will put your trust in him. Thank you, Father. I want people to put their trust in me, not because of my position. I don't want people to follow me because of my position or because of my title. I want them to follow me because of my character. David had this heart after the father. And and that heart propelled him to live and operate in a life of trust. Real quickly, let's go back to Psalms. I believe it's Psalms 
Thank you, Father. 37. Psalms 37. Thank you, Lord. Trust. Having a living faith. Thank you, Lord. Psalms 37, verse 5. Actually, verse 4 says, Delight yourself also in the Lord, in the Lord, and He will give you the desires and secret petitions of your heart. Verse 5. Commit your way to the Lord. Your way. Commit. The word commit here, one of the best ways is to, for me to say is cease having control. When you commit something to someone, you're taking, like if I had my keys and I handed my keys over to Vic here, what did I do? I committed something into his care. I rolled it over on him. I yielded to him. Commit your way to the Lord. Roll and repose each care of your load on him. What? Trust also in him. So here we're seeing David. He was a man of faith and we saw it in Hebrews chapter eleven thirty-two that he was a man of faith. But what, what did it come down to? He committed his way. Commit my commit your way to the Lord. This this is how David lived his life. This is how a life of faith looks. It's about committing your way to him and trusting also in him and trusting in him. Then what? That he will bring it to pass. Do you see this? This life of faith is seen in trust. Trusting. Not only, not only being, living a life of trusting in him, but also in yourself being someone that's trustworthy. Commit your way. Go to Psalm 62. I don't have too much more tonight. Just stay with me. Psalm 62. Thank you, Father. Verse 5. This is David again. Now listen to David. He says, My soul wait thou only, only upon God. Only. See, sometimes in my life I have, I have plan A, B, C, and D, and then God. Plan A, B, and C, and then God will be this one over here, all right? So, so God, you're the last resort. <laughs> now, what is he? My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength and the refuge is in God, is in God. Now, look, let's read verse eight together in the King James. Trust in him at all times, you people pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. That's Selah. So that's what sit back and meditate on that. Sit back and meditate on that. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Think about that. 
Maybe before you go, go to bed tonight, just put that scripture in your heart and say, there, Lord, I, Lord, I will trust in you at all times. While I'm driving my car, I'm going to trust you. While I'm sitting in the doctor's office, I'm going to trust you. While I'm paying my bills, I'm going to trust you. Well, I get, it, get my son out of jail. I'm going to trust you. Yes. <laughs> you, you see, it doesn't, it, at, all, at all times, at all times. Some, somehow along the line, we, 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 we allow ourselves to think it's okay to worry. He said, I trust in him at all times. Pour out your heart before him. You know, see, God knows where you're at. He knows what's going on. He knows before you even ask. Pour out your heart before him. Hallelujah. God is a refuge for us. Wow. Thank you, Father. David was a man of faith. And his faith, what did it look like? It looked like trust. How did he trust? I know his name. He's a refuge for us. I know his character. I know his ways. Now go to 1 Kings chapter 2. 1 Kings chapter 2. Now, just think of that thought, David being a man of faith. Now, when someone dies, someone like a father dies... And they're about to leave this earth and depart into, into heaven. And they know that their time is near and they know they finished their course and they know they're about to go on. The people that are closest to them are going to hear probably the very thing, the most valuable things that they have to say. You know, we can look at Jesus in John chapter 14, uh, 14, 15, 16, and 17. Jesus is about to part because in the beginning of John 14, he says, don't let your heart be troubled. You believe God, believe also in me. And he spends the, he spends the next three or four chapters, I believe, giving the church everything that they're going to need to be successful when he goes. He's, he's telling the most important things like abide in me and Abide in my word. He, he tells them, hey, hey, you, you know, it's expedient that I go away because you need the Holy Spirit. He, he, he goes on, I believe these chapters, Jesus is about to depart. So in these four chapters, he's giving us everything that we need to be successful in life. And, and so here we see in 1 Kings chapter 2, I believe David, this man of faith, is doing the same thing with his son Solomon. So let's look at this. We're going to read just a couple of verses here. I'm going to read the Amplified. When David's time to die was near, he charged Solomon, his son, saying. So here David's about to die, and he wants to tell Solomon something. And I believe what he's about to tell him is, Solomon, if you don't know anything about my life, remember anything in my life, remember this. Verse 2. I go the way of all the earth, and what does he tell him? Be strong and show yourself a man. Be strong and show yourself a man. 
Keep the charge of the Lord your God. Now get this. Walk in his ways. Keep his statutes, his commandments, his precepts, and his testimonies. As is written in the law of Moses. That you may do wisely and prosper in all that you do and wherever you turn. That the Lord may fulfill his promise to me. Saying, if your sons take heed to their way. To walk before me. Walk before me. See, what would cause someone to walk before you because you trust them? Walk before me in truth with all their heart. With all their heart and mind and with all their soul. There shall not fail you to have a man on the throne of Israel. Now here, David is about to leave and he tells his son Solomon, he goes, hey, remember this. Show yourself strong and be a man. Meaning, hey, you, you can't live on my faith anymore. You can't live on what I've accomplished with God. It, you need to get to a place where you know how I got what I got. How I became what I became. How did I become what I became is because I put God first place in my life is because I kept his word in front of me. I kept his precepts. I kept his ways. And so God was telling David, hey, make sure they do this, because as long as they do this. You will always have a king that will sit on the children of Israel. And I don't have time tonight because I don't have time tonight to get into it. But Solomon didn't do it completely. But as I want you to see something tonight, go to, go to, go to Proverbs chapter three. Proverbs chapter three. Before I read that, let's look at verse chapter one, verse one. What does it say? The Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel. So these are the Proverbs of Solomon, the son of David. Now, we know what David told Solomon, right? And we told him to keep his precepts. Serve God with all your heart, right? So if he's following his father, David, what did David say in Psalm 62, verse uh, verse eight? Trust in the Lord at all times. Now, let's look at what Solomon tells us in chapter three, verse five. Trust in the Lord. With all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You see, see, Solomon saw his father live a life of faith. David instructed his son to follow God and he saw his father's lifestyle of faith. I'm telling you, the world needs to see a people that live are living and having a living faith. A daily relationship with a heavenly father. But something got down on the inside of Solomon. So much so that he writes it in a proverb. And I believe it came from his father David. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. And don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. What does trust look like? Trust acknowledges him in no matter what circumstance you're in. 
And it's in that circumstance that when you trust him in that circumstance and you acknowledge, God, I don't know what to do in this. God, they hurt my feelings. I don't know how to do this. God, I should have gotten that promotion. So I don't know how to do God. I just got this doctor's report. God, what does trust look like? God, I choose to acknowledge you in this. And when trust is released, then what it says, God will direct me in my path. Trust God long enough to let him direct you through your storm. Trust God long enough while you're going through trouble to show you the other side of that trouble. But it's on this aspect of trust. 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 Go to Jeremiah. Jeremiah. Where is that? 20. Thank you, Father. 23. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Mm. No, I think it's chapter 9. Thank you, Lord. That's it, uh, chapter 9, chapter 9, verse 23. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. What does trust look like? It's not trusting in your own wisdom. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding. But in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. What is Jeremiah, God telling Jeremiah here? He's saying... Thus says the Lord, let not, your, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom. Neither let the mighty man glory in his might. And let not the rich man glory in his riches. But let, but, but let him do what? Glorieth, but let him that glory, the glory in this. See, I'm not supposed to glory in what I can do. I'm not supposed to glory in how much money I have. I'm not supposed to glory in how much wisdom I have. But what do I do? Hallelujah. That he under, hallelujah. But let him that glory, glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me. That I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment and righteousness in the earth. For in these things I delight, says the Lord. So what should you glory in? That I know him. Don't glory in how much faith you have. It's glory in him. Because glory in him is when you are placing your trust in him. Father, let me close with this thought. That I know him. It's out of knowing him I can live this life of faith. Jesus, let me close with this thought. Jesus said, I know, the Father knows me, and I know the Father. Now think about it. Jesus was telling us, I know the Father. Jesus is about to depart, and he tells us that he knows the Father. Jesus didn't glory in himself. He gloried in his Father. He knew the Father. 
He knew the Father. He didn't glory in what he could do. He didn't glory in the fact that he could call a legion of angels down and get him off the cross. He said, I could, I could, I could call a legion of angels and they would get me off this cross. I, he said, I know the Father. The Father knows me. And then close with this thought. What, did, what does trust look like with Jesus? Jesus is our example. The word, this whole word is our example. But Jesus, looking at, looking at Jesus, we knew he knew the Father. And we knew that he could call angels down to get him off of that cross. But instead of that, in Luke chapter 23, he makes this this statement. To you, I commit my spirit. Commit your way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. Jesus showed ultimate trust when he said, God... I commend my spirit to you. And it means I commit. Jesus saying, I commit my life. And think about it. That thought. Are you really going to raise me up? Or are you going to leave me in hell forever? One of the ultimate forms of, of, to me, of faith is, can you die in faith? We can talk about living by faith, but dying in faith. That's me because... Naturally, what's next? But Jesus said to you, I commit my spirit. That's ultimate trust. Wow. But he could say that because he says, I know the Father, and the Father knows me. He said, no one takes my life. I lay it down. How do you lay it down? I commit my spirit to you. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. I thank you, Father, that as a church, we're coming up in faith. We're coming up in trust because we're getting to know you. Father, let us not glory in our wisdom. Let us not glory in our finances. But, Lord, let us glory in this one fact, that we know you. We thank you for it, Father. I speak life, I speak health, I speak wholeness over this church body. I thank you, Father, that as we get to know you and we get to a greater place of trust, I thank you that we are going to see you move in this church, in our lives, in miraculous ways. Show us your glory, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you receive that word tonight? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. God is good. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, love you guys. Have a great rest of the week. We'll see you on Sunday morning at 9 or 11. Continuing to talk about simplify, sharpening your axe, and talk about the word. Continue reading a chapter a day in the book of John. Also, uh, in the book of John, also remember on February 23rd, Dr. Savell will be ministering in the 11 o'clock service. So mark your calendars for that and be here for that because I'm sure, sure it's gonna, he's had a great word and season for us. 
Other than that, love you. God bless. Have a great rest of the week.